You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What's going on, everyone? You are tuned into the Decoding Success Podcast with your host, Matt Labrie. Welcome. Welcome to the show, everyone. Grateful you're joining us. Excited you're joining us. And how about this one? I am proud of you for joining us, too. You could be doing anything right now. You could be watching freaking Ozark, binging Gossip Girl. But hey, you're tuned into a podcast. So shout out to you. And listen, if you forgot, self-praise is super important. So make sure you high-five yourself or treat yourself to lunch today or something of that nature. I think I'm going to do the same. I'm going to go for a lot roll today. How about that? But hey, that's enough banter from me because today we are joined by our very inspiring, insightful friend of the show, Julie Solomon. Now, Julie is an expert in digital marketing, PR, and personal branding and is the host of the top-rated The Influencer Podcast. She's been featured everywhere from Forbes to Huffington Post and People Magazine to name a few. Now, with her viral podcast achieving millions of downloads in more than 170 countries, Julie was recently named as one of the top 100 leaders in influencer marketing. As a seven-figure entrepreneur, she has founded several companies and has worked with household names such as Dave Ramsey and Lenny Kravitz. Shout out to Lenny, American Woman is by far one of my favorite songs. And on top of that, Julie has interviewed cutting-edge trailblazers including Rachel Hollis, Marie Forleo, and Drybar founder Ali Webb. With degrees in journalism and digital media, Julie is the creator of the Influencer Academy and Pitch It Perfect and is a sought-after keynote speaker. With over a decade of experience in helping individuals turn messages into movements, Julie empowers entrepreneurs to expand their brand and grow their influence. And that is exactly what she is helping all of us tuned into the show right now do. Really excited to amplify Julie's message to you because it is jam-packed with value. And if you know me, you know that I love to continuously just shower you with value, right? Shower and shower and shower you with value. So what we did was partner up with two amazing companies to deliver these episodes to you and provide value in the process of doing just that. So firstly, Gen M. Now, if you're a business owner, listen up here. Gen M is helping businesses effectively and affordably scale their marketing efforts by providing a database of highly talented marketing interns. You can refine your search based on specific skills, tasks that you need done, locations, languages, and so much more. We're using the this platform at 1B Branding at My Branding Agency and have absolutely loved it and that's why we partner with them to deliver you the good word. To check them out, if you're interested, head over to the link in the show notes of this episode. Now, if you're not a business owner, we have something for you too. Audible and Decoding Success are delivering all of our listeners a free audiobook of your choice. Absolutely no strings attached. If there is a book you want, this is your opportunity to dive into it while on the go, working out and so on. And the best part is, it's totally free. So head over to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success or check out the link in the show notes of this episode to claim yours today. And now without further ado, we welcome to the show, Julie Solomon. Julie, firstly, I want to express my gratitude for you dedicating the time out of your day to add value here on decoding success. I know it's been long awaited on our end, so we are super excited to have you. Well, thank you so much. It's uh, awesome to be here. For sure. So right off the bat, first question for you is how do you define success? You know, I really define success by the by the by how much freedom you feel you have in your life. I love that. Now, how do you find yourself creating freedom? 
by defining my own success on my terms. So for me, that would be creating, you know, a business and a life on my terms, on my time. I work for myself and really living as authentically as I can in those ways. That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Now, one thing I really admire about you is the major transitional stages in your life. And, you know, the examples I'll give are you moving from your small town roots to the Big Apple and then to LA. So my question to you is, how did you deal with the potential discomfort or the uncertainty that comes about when making moves like that? Yeah. So when I was 20-ish, 21-ish and young and didn't know any better, I I didn't have any kind of fear when I moved to New York because I didn't know any better and you don't know what you don't know. So, I mean, I was a little bit, you know, I was more excited than anything just to to go to this big city to experience something that I'd never experienced. Um, I spent like six weeks abroad in in Paris, France in college. So kind of like dipped my toe a little bit into a bigger city. But other than that, I had never had any kind of experience in that. So really it was more kind of excitement. And then as I kind of went through my journey as uh, you know, a young woman and an entrepreneur and even working for other people is kind of when I started to see some of the, I don't know if, if the effects, if you will, of kind of the toll that it can take on your limit, on your beliefs and your belief systems and all of that kind of stuff. But in the beginning, you know, it was, I was just, I was just out there excited and seeking and ready to just take whatever opportunity that came my way. For sure. That definitely resonates with me. You know, when you're, when you talk about the lack of fear and the more so excitement that is around those type of moves, I mean, I'm 26 now. And when I look back, I, you know, it just hits the nail on the head, right? I I didn't fear as much as I did have excitement. So I appreciate you sharing that. Now, another thing that I admire about you and your journey is all that you have on your plate. I think it's quite amazing between your podcast, your business, being a mom, which is a full-time job, right? Being a friend, a family member, a significant other, and you know, the list goes on. What's your advice on balance? You know, for me, I I think about it kind of in terms of when I was younger and I I was a cheerleader for like 13 years and part of that was gymnastics. And I was, I did gymnastics from probably the age of four or five upwards to high school. And I remember, I think of it in terms of the balance beam. You know, it's not ever something that you would just get on and like automatically learn or know how to do. It took a lot of practice and even some of the best, you see some of the, you know, best and biggest Olympians fall off the balance beam. So for me, I don't really think that balance exists in this way that is a, this natural thing that kind of happens. I think that just as when you're on a balance beam, you really have to work at it and find your footing and really find what that balance may be for you each and every day. I really see it as one day at a time, sometimes even one step at a time, and really kind of looking at it like that. Because I think that when we treat that idea of balance as this thing that other people have just figured out and have acquired, it kind of becomes this illusionary unicorn that we can never kind of reach, right? And so then that's when, well, I guess I'm not enough. I guess I'm not doing enough. I guess I can't figure it out. That's when all of that kind of stuff starts to fall in. So I don't really see it as something as, as constantly seeking balance. It's more just working on what feels right for me today. For sure. Now, do you have anything in particular, any practices to keep you in the present moment? You know, as you said, one day at a time. So it's I mean, for from my personal experience, right? I mean, when you are a high performer or someone that has these massive goals, it's often easy to, you know, 
go into the future, right? And, and keep looking at the, that desired outcome and think about, wow, it's Monday and I have all this to do this week. So what helps you stay in that present moment? Yeah. I mean, for me, for someone who is, as you, you know, I'm a high achiever, I'm an overachiever, really literally learning. And this was something that I had, it, it was a learned skill that I had to learn how to do was literally taking it one day at a time and sometimes taking it one hour at a time. I think that when you're someone who has multi-passions and multi-ambitions and your plate gets really full and you're running a company, or even if you're just starting out and you've got all of these ideas that you want to consume and tackle and take on, it can start to feel very overwhelming. But I feel like that idea of overwhelm is just, you're not really catching up to what the world is ready to kind of offer you. And so taking it, taking it one day at a time and really kind of planning out. I'm a huge planner. I think that preparation is the key to any type of success, long-term and short-term. And so really planning out like what are the top priorities that I absolutely have to get to today? And then the other thing that I think about is my time because my time will always be way more valuable than any kind of money that I can make. I can always make more money. I can never make more time. So I'm always looking at it in a sense of time of, you know, what is it that is most important? And then what is it that I have to absolutely be the one doing? If I don't absolutely have to be the one doing, then I try to farm those out the best that I can. Now, obviously, when you're first starting out, you may not have people to support you. You may not be there yet. So really, it's, it's tackling each day on the level of priorities that you have. And then once you're at that ability that you may have an assistant or some kind of um, contractor or someone that can help you grow whatever it is that you're growing, that's when you have to really um, learn the skill set of farming things out and releasing that control and thinking about, you know, where is my time going to be best served and best used? Yeah, time is definitely our most precious commodity. I appreciate you sharing that. Now, you also mentioned running a company, right? And you made mm -hmm. the transition from corporate life to owning your own boutique firm, OMG Publicity. What was that transition like? Were there any lessons learned that you can share with us? Yeah, I mean, this was probably um, about, I started in the PR world in 2007, so about 12 years ago. And then it was about six years after that that I had started a PR firm, um, which now has even transformed. I don't even do that anymore. That has transformed into something completely different. But in 2012, when I made that leap of faith to leave corporate America and join forces with um, a friend of mine to kind of start our own book PR firm, um, it was really, you know, looking back on it, it was great that I did that because it taught me a lot about what it meant to truly work for myself and be my own boss and really manage, again, that timepiece that keeps coming up, really learn how to manage my time. And at the time, I did not do that very well at all. I did not know how to run anything. I was 26 years old. I, you know, was trying just to get my footing going. I was married. I had a baby shortly thereafter. And so it was really just, me testing a lot of things out, being constantly redirected, you know, constantly kind of hitting walls and then figuring out how to kind of smooth out those bumps. And it wasn't until I created the company that I have now that I was able to do it in a way that really, you know, set me and the company up for longer term success. For sure. And, you know, time does keep coming up. So I think for whoever's listening, you know, you need to take control of your time. Otherwise, time is going to take control of you. I love that that keeps coming up. That's a really good point. Now, you're helping individuals level up their influence. And it all starts with believing your influence has value, right? What caused you to have that belief in yourself? Um, you know, I feel like none of us are born with influence, right? 
but I do believe that we are all born with a unique gift and it is our right to use that gift and share it with the world. And that's where the influence comes in. And so I always had this belief and this inner voice, if you will, this, this passion and this calling to want to do something more, to want to connect to people on a different level, to want to really serve, um, you know, more of a, of a, of a mass level of a social consciousness, consciousness to really make impact. And, you know, I'm also a firm believer in, you know, kind of being the turtle in the race and taking that day by day. And so I think that just the reality of me understanding that things like this don't happen overnight, even though it's easy to see someone online or see someone on television and think that it does. Um, I always had that reality just being in the PR world. I would see authors work for years, you know, write 12, 13 books before they had a bestseller or, you know, um, actors or musicians, um, you know, work side jobs for 10 years before they kind of got that, got that one thing that they've been waiting for. So I had that, I had that realistic um, part about being a creative entrepreneur there. And then I also had this voice that I knew that if I didn't follow, it was just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And me, me working in the corporate environment, I always kind of felt like I was living someone else's dream, even though I had my own, you know, I was working for them. Um, and that's just part of me being a visionary. I think that there are some people out there that, um, they work very, very well working with or working for someone else. They are more kind of the integrative machines that make that business successful and work. Um, but I, I started learning as I was getting, as I was growing as an adult and, and growing in business that I was more of a visionary than I was an integrator. So I had to put myself in those positions to really be able to create and manifest what I wanted to happen. For sure. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Now, when it came to, you know, that compelling force or that inner voice and the desire to have impact and, you know, follow that passion, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself in that beginning phase? I think to just give myself some grace and to breathe and to be still. And sometimes when something's not working, you know, the best thing to do sometimes is just to do nothing. I think a lot of times we either do one or two things when something isn't working. We think that we need to quit because it's not working. And so we must not, we must not be on the right path or we keep forcing solutions and forcing outcomes that then still get us nowhere. And so we kind of stay in this loop of not really getting over the plateau because we're either forcing things or we're giving up too quickly. So I would probably tell myself just to breathe a little bit um, let, let the natural course of events kind of unfold as they may and let go of the control because I'm a big believer in, you know, you have to let go or you're going to be dragged, <laughs> especially when you're trying to build your own thing. And so I think that that, that's a big part of it is, is that releasing and, and asking for help. You know, there were many years that I thought that I just had to do it all, all myself. No one was going to do it as good as I could. So I just needed to handle everything. And it wasn't until I really started investing in myself, which meant investing in other people, outsourcing things, you know, finding the right people and putting them in the right seats that really allowed me to grow um, my business. Yeah, that definitely resonates. And I know it hits home for a lot of people that are going to be tuned into this because, you know, when, when you're a business owner, you kind of look at that business as your baby, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to see it at the, this grand thing. So we have this impatience. And it definitely doesn't help being from a big city like New York or, you know, just 
seeing all the end results on, on social media and things of that nature. And when it comes to help, like we really just don't want other people to touch it. I mean, that hits the nail on the head for me. So I appreciate that. And I'm curious for someone that's listening to this right now that wants to start monetizing their personal brand or their message or the value or the presence, however you want to refer to it as, what would you recommend to be their first three steps to doing so? You know, I think that finding finding someone who's who's living the life that you want, who's growing the business that you want is key because those people can be your mentors, even if you never meet them. You know, I remember when I first started out, I would constantly look to people like Brene Brown and uh, Oprah and Glennon Doyle and Tony Robbins and just these powerhouses of voices who really attracted me and who really connected with me, whether it was the work that they were doing or how they spoke or whatever it was. So it's really about, you know, find those people who you, who seem like they are, they have in life what you want. They have the freedom. They're able to live their life on their own terms. They're able to set their work hours. They speak on stages. They write books. They create programs, whatever that is for you. Find those people and start following them. Start reading their content. Start reading their bios. Learn about their journey. Learn about the work that they did use whatever you can. If they have conferences, go to them. Use whatever you can to to have their work be a mentorship for you, even if they're actually never a mentor to you, if that makes sense. No, it definitely does. And, you know, that whole imitate to innovate aspect of it is, is super important. And I mean, we see it all the time. And I mean, personally, I try and do exactly what you're saying. So uh, definitely resonates. Now, what's a question you, you wished more people would ask you and what would be the answer to it? I think the question that I wish more people would, it not really even ask, I mean, they could ask me, but it's more asking themselves would be, you know, if I had $2 million in the bank, would I still want to be doing what I'm doing? Because I think that your answer to that question is going to tell you a lot about where you are in your life. And I feel like the way that we live our days is the way that we're living our life, right? And so really getting honest with yourself about about that. Like what is your passion really at the end of the day? What is your purpose? What is your why? Who do you want to serve and why do you want to serve them? Um, I think that those those are the questions that need to be answered first. I think a lot of times people think about like, well, what is my marketing going to look like? Or what product should I create? Or this or that and the other. And they they surpass that whole thing of, well, who am I serving and what do they need? And how can I be a solution provider for that? Yeah, that's a unique answer. And I appreciate you sharing that. That's actually the first time we've ever had that answer on the show. So you caught me off guard by by saying that. And it's so true, right? Passion really drives everything, especially when you're you're going through the works as an entrepreneur and dealing with the failures and the challenges, the road bumps, the the mistakes and all of that, you know, to persevere through that, you know, it's really driven by, by passion and grit. So that's amazing. Also allows you to eliminate those excuses. You know, a lot of us have the excuses of, well, you know, I have four kids, so I don't have enough time or I'm working three jobs as it is. So I don't have enough time or I don't have the extra funds to do that. Or, you know, I don't live in that city or I don't look like her or I'm too old or I'm too young or I'm not a man or I'm not a woman. So I can't do that. So it's, it's really getting honest with yourself on those kinds of questions because they're going to help you realize what those excuses are, what it is that you keep making up and telling yourself to keep yourself small. And then you can start working towards eliminating those excuses. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly 
resistance, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. those, it's fear. It, it's essentially it's fear and it comes out in exactly what you were just mentioning. You know, those excuses, I appreciate that, that share. I think that's super important for everyone listening to really get a grasp of and understand. Now, Julie, I want to respect your time. So I have two more questions I want to squeeze out of you. The first one being, what's a piece of advice you've been given that you didn't want to hear, but it proved to be true over time? Mm, I think most importantly, and this is in my life and in my business as well, that vulnerability is the key to leadership and to long-term success and to true authenticity. Yes. I, I wouldn't change that answer for anything. I think that's amazing. Now, what's your advice for people that want to come out, that want to share their message on you know, their social media platforms, newsletters, websites, whatever, yet they don't want to really be vulnerable. How, how can they open up is what I'm saying. Yeah, you have, to, you have to take action even though you cannot control or predict the outcome. For sure. For sure. I love that. I love that. Now, if someone came up to you seeking a piece of advice to achieve their definition of success, what would you tell them? Um, I would say, I would kind of go back to the idea of, you know, not really what is it that you want to do, but why do you want to do it? You know, what keeps you up at night? What excites you? What breaks your heart? What pisses you off? You know, answer that question and that's going to be the stepping stone to what you want to do and ultimately to what you want to be successful in. And then once you get there, you need to get really honest with yourself and ask yourself the question of like, do I want to be the absolute best at this? And if the answer is no, well then you're probably not on the right path. If the answer is yes, then the next question you need to ask yourself is, well, then how do I become the absolute best version of myself? Right. And, you know, in its simplest terms, we can sum that up as self-awareness, correct? Correct. Now, I don't want to keep you too long here, but I, I need to know this. How do you, or how would you recommend someone, you know, really becoming self-aware? How do you do it yourself? Is it as simple as a journal or becoming mindful in the moment? Yeah, I mean, I, I've done a multitude of things, whether that's meditation, mindfulness, working out, th- therapy, journaling, um, talking to a good friend that I know that can hold the space and listen. Um, you know, I think that it can be a, a multitude of things for different people. For myself personally, I have found that whenever I get outside to nature, it doesn't even have to be some kind of massive physical activity. I'm not really one who loves to work out, quote unquote. Whereas my husband, for example, that is his saving grace. That is that that's where his clarity comes from, is that action. But it really goes back to that action piece. Where you're gonna find the clarity is where you're gonna find where you're going to find clarity is where you're going to find action. And so whatever is going to, to help you find action in a way that is confident driven, that is playful, that is fun, and that is without that fear. For sure. Julie, thank you so much for sharing all that. Where can people keep up with you on social, your podcast, any special projects and whatnot? Sure. So we have um, our free resource, which is the Influencer Podcast, which teaches any anything and everything that someone would want to know about how to start, build, and grow a business online. And then all of the stuff that comes with that, a lot of the, um, the strategies and the tools and the technical stuff, which is great and everyone needs to know. But we also peel back a lot of the layers like we did today with some of the limiting beliefs and, and really kind of retraining your brain to think and feel in a different way so you can really set yourself up for longer term success. And then 
then we have incredible programs. Um, if someone's looking for a more personalized and specialized um, help to succeed, we've got an online program called the Influencer Academy, which is an A to Z brand building roadmap that teaches someone exactly how to start a business and market it online or how to take the business that they already have, tweak it, and then market online to attract their ideal customer and their ideal audience. So you can find all of that information at juliesolomon.net. Again, the program's called the Influencer Academy. The podcast is the Influencer Podcast. You can listen to that to wherever podcast ears are listened to, iTunes, Stitcher, all of that good stuff. And then I spend the majority of my time on Instagram and Facebook. And my handles there are at Jules, J-U-L-S, Solomon, S-O-L-O-M-O-N. Awesome, Julie. Thank you so much for hopping on here today. We truly appreciate it. Thank you. And there you have it from Julie herself. First and foremost, shout out to Julie. Make sure you're connecting with her on social. Check out her programs. Check out her website. Check out her social content. Check out her podcast. Her podcast is absolutely amazing. I've been rocking with her podcast for over a year. Great, great stuff. Helps me get through those gym days and when I'm laying on the beach and things of that nature. So make sure you're connected with her. You can find all of her links in the show notes of this episode. But one thing I want to say before I dive into those three topics that resonated with me on a super high level like we do, after every single interview, Julie really helped us get vulnerable. If you really followed along with this episode right here and you asked the questions that Julie suggested you ask yourself, or if you really just dove into the actionable advice that she provided, then you, number one, took off your mask or one of your masks at least. You peeled back some layers. You were vulnerable with yourself. You were open with yourself. And that is something that we need to practice on a daily basis. If you can't do it daily, if you don't have the quote unquote time, or maybe you're just not comfortable doing it daily, you at least need to practice that weekly. You need to be in tune with you. Self-awareness is a major, major key. We hear it time and time again, especially right here on this show with Decoding Success. So again, Julie, thank you for helping us, all of us here at Decoding Success, become more self-aware, become more vulnerable with ourselves, become more open with ourselves, become more honest with ourselves. Really, really grateful for that. Now, as I always do, I want to dive into three, and this is so hard. This becomes more and more hard. You know, I dive into those three points that resonated with me on a super high level. And like I said, it's really difficult, but I want to start with the the one that I wrote down first. And man, this question really hits home. And I really want you to think about this and answer it for yourself because I did, especially as we were talking about it, I got a little sidetracked, but that's the beauty of having a podcast, right? And the question was, if you had X amount, I believe Julie said $2 million, if you had $2 million in the bank, would you still be doing what you're doing? And instantly my answer was yes. And especially when it comes to this podcast, I love this podcast so much. Like I literally love you. Seriously, I love you for tuning into this. And I love every individual that hops on this show. Like this brings me so much fulfillment in life. If I had that, or when I have that, because I will have that. <laughs> Seriously, when I have that, I'm going to feel even more compelled to impact more people. I'll be able to do a lot more. And that's the goal is just to continuously strive. Very, very happy with where I am, but I'm not complacent. And I'm not going to be one of those people that slows down after you achieve that success. We see it time and time again, especially in professional sports after motherfuckers sign those big ass contracts. But seriously, I suggest you ask yourself that question. If you had X amount of money in the bank, would you still be doing 
what you're doing? I think that's super, super powerful. And it's one of the, honestly, a really great question to open up some dialogue with yourself, some self dialogue and really dive into finding yourself and knowing yourself and being honest with yourself and open with yourself, fully transparent, right? You can't judge yourself in situations like that, but it's definitely something to consider doing. So I highly suggest that. Now, number two, when something doesn't work, Julie started talking about what or kind of those two main things that people start doing when they don't find something working. And those two things are number one, quitting, which kind of results in quitting too soon. And number two, forcing. Now, I can't say I've ever really quit on anything. I'm someone that literally can't start another book unless I finish the one that I'm currently reading. Like, I am that dedicated to finishing shit. I don't know what it is. There's just a sense of accomplishment or something that fires in my brain. And I'm sure that you can relate to this as well when you're able to finish something. Like, that's just me, right? So I've never really quit on anything I've done in life. But the part that resonates with me on a super high level is forcing. I can't tell you how many times I've found myself forcing shit and operating in a state of force really isn't the ideal state to operate within. You want to operate in a flow state. You want to operate with momentum on your side. So when she mentioned that, it really started ringing bells in my mind. And I said to myself, okay, how can you find ways to stop forcing? You don't really quit on shit, but you definitely force. So how can you find ways to stop forcing? And I think that is a really, really good point, a really good topic to dive into, whether that's with your business, or maybe it's even with relationships. Seriously, do you force relationships? There are so many different ways you can go with talking to yourself about that. I highly, highly suggest that. And number three, again, this was so hard to only pick three. It really is. I might start doing five, but number three, Julie talked about preparation. Now, one of my favorite quotes and the gentleman that hopped on the show and said it, it might not have been his quote exactly, but he did mention and amplified his message and said, the separation is in the preparation. And that topic in that episode came up when we were talking about anxiety and dealing with anxiety and how we can eliminate it in some way, shape or form from our life. And it comes down to how we prepare for things. Now, Julie mentioned preparation and how important planning is to her. And I couldn't agree more. Planning is so freaking crucial. Being prepared for what you're going into is so freaking crucial. Yet there's times personally, look, I'm, I'm so honest with all of you. I am not always prepared. Like at the end of the day, I just have so much shit going on sometimes where I'll wing something. Like I winged literally all of my education. <laughs> Seriously, like I'm just keeping it real. And I find that habit, it's kind of in a groove, I find that creeping back up on me sometimes. So what I want you to do is make sure you are prepared. Make sure that you're always being prepared for all that you put yourself into and understand that time is more valuable than anything. So if you're not prepared going into something, you may be wasting time on the back end when in reality, on the short end of things, you might look at it and be like, oh, well, preparing is wasting my time. Yet, if you prepared for the task or the goal or whatever the case is that you're getting yourself into, it might take a shorter amount of time to actually conquer that. So again, those three points. Number one is if you had X amount of money in the bank, would you still be doing what you are doing right now? Seriously answer that question for yourself. Number two, when something isn't working, do you find yourself quitting or forcing? Identify that. Why are you quitting? Why are you forcing? Literally talk to yourself about that. Super, super important. And number three, preparation, man. It sounds so simple, but at the end of the day, are you really preparing to the best of your ability to conquer what you 
you set out to conquer. Really, really big points right there. Julie, again, shout out to you. Make sure you're connecting with Julie. And listen, if you want to share this episode, make sure you tag Julie, especially if you're sh you know, shouting it out on the social she's on most, which is Facebook and Instagram, as she mentioned. Make sure you tag me as well. I would happily, happily, happily repost you for doing that. I'm really grateful for all the times people do that. And if you want to, again, check out our partners for this episode, which are Gen M and Audible. You can find the links in the show notes of this episode. As you can, all of our social links, all of Julie's project, all things of that nature. If you haven't yet, drop a rating and review. That helps us get amazing individuals just like Julie on this show. Our goal for 2019 is to have 200. We are right there. We're so close and we need your help. You have the power, you have the choice, you have the ability to help us achieve our goals here at Decoding Success as we continue to amplify value and insights and experiences and all things of that nature to you on a weekly basis, two times a week, Tuesday and Thursdays. So we would love that from you. Now, until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.